Welcome back. Hour two. Plenty of basketball talk here on the show today. Shane and Jack with you. One down, one to go. Uh, Field of 68 revealed yesterday afternoon. Uh, Alabama gets its first ever number one seed and the number one overall seed to boot. Houston, Kansas, Purdue, the other three number ones. We'll get to that. We'll get back to that in a second. Alabama, number one in the South. KU, number one in the West. Houston, number one in the Midwest. That's the one that goes through Kansas City. Purdue, number one in the East. That goes through New York. KU, by the way. We'll go through Las Vegas and Alabama to Louisville. Um, some other news and notes before we get to who was snubbed, who got screwed, who got a pretty good deal, et cetera, et cetera. Um, of the first four out, among them, North Carolina, Oklahoma State, Rutgers, and Clemson, after more than 20 years Without going to turn to the tournament, Florida Atlantic made it back, Southeast Missouri State, Howard, and Furman. Furman hadn't been since 1980. Howard hadn't been since 1992. SEMO and Florida Atlantic have been in the 2000s, but still 20-plus year absences for those programs. Kennesaw State was the only one uh, that was a first-timer. We talked about uh, the guy, the programs that have never made it a couple of weeks ago. Well, Kennesaw State was the only one that broke through and made it of those programs that had never been before. Texas Southern, former Shocker opponent, by the way, went 14-20 and but won the SWAC tournament, making them the third 20-loss team to ever make the field. I believe they're in the first four. I believe. Um, No, they're not. They're not in the first four. Anyway, uh, SEMO and Texas A&M Corpus Christi will be in the first four, and they'll be a 16, the winner of that. Number 11, Pitt, and number 11, Mississippi State will be in the first four, the winner of that. Matchup will be. Oh wait, yeah, Texas Southern is in the first four. Sorry, um, Pitt and Mississippi State will be the eleven. Nevada, Arizona State on Wednesday will be the eleven. Texas Southern, Fairleigh Dickinson uh, on Wednesday as well. So, okay, so Jack, from what you saw last night and what you've uh, had time to reflect on today, this morning, first we'll. Uh, We'll bring up Kansas because I know you got thoughts about Kansas. Um, any way that you can squint and see Alabama is a more deserving number one overall seed? And why do you think that was? Yeah, I think Alabama, at least what Joe Lunardi said yesterday, they win the SEC tournament. They are the number one seed outright. And, you know, I didn't have much complaint about that because they did really? dominate their conference. Yeah, I mean, I think – uh, for a little bit of time there, I think before the conference tournament, I was pretty high on Kansas getting the number one overall seed. 
But again, it's clear the committee and a lot of people out there considered that loss to Texas to be the thing that eventually dropped Kansas from that number one seed overall in the NCAA tournament. And Alabama, after winning the SEC and winning the SEC tournament, they were the team that was next in line to get the number one overall seed. But honestly, it didn't upset me too much because with Alabama getting the number one seed and getting to pick their region, they were going to pick the South. They weren't going to pick the Midwest region. So I'm watching that game against Houston and Memphis on Sunday, and I go, all right, even though Kansas lost by 20 to Texas, if Houston loses, I don't care if Sasser's in there or not. That should automatically bump Houston out of the the one seed for the Midwest. Everybody on Twitter, everybody on ESPN, everybody on CBS goes, that automatically locks in, or it felt like it locked in Kansas to get the one seed the Midwest because they had 10 more quad one wins yeah, than the Houston yeah. Cougars. And here's what I have to say on it. I mean, after you know a little bit of fuming and the short aftermath of March Madness, here's the thing at the end of the day. March Madness is tough. It doesn't matter what region you really end up in. They're all going to be tough teams that you play, and you can cry and moan and, and complain about not getting your region. And I think you got about 10 or 15 minutes to do so. Then after that, it's all right. You look at every single region – Every one seed has their tough matchup. Every one seed's got a really tough region, I think with the exception of the East with Purdue. But even they have some tough outs, like a Kansas State, Marquette, uh, under Shaka Smart. They're a great defensive team, force a lot of turnovers. You know, Duke just got recently hot in the ACC. So even the weakest region, they've got their tough teams. But I look at the Houston and Kansas debacle, and I'm going, all right. So if Kansas set the record in the NCAA for quad one wins, they won the toughest conference in college basketball, and of their seven losses— all seven were against teams that had made the NCAA tournament. I'm going, I'm not really sure why Kansas should be penalized there when Houston, though Chris Reynolds of the, the chair committee, or of the committee, he was the chair head or whatever yeah. the, the official title is, uh, he said that you know they took into account quad one and quad two wins and losses. Well, did he factor in quad three games? Because Houston had a quad three loss to Temple, who was 16-16 and 16 this year, and might I add at home, well, Chris Reynolds mm-hmm. says, okay, well, it's the margin of defeat, right? It was how those teams lost the games. Let's backpedal again and go to strength of schedule. Kansas was number one. Houston was 96th. If Kansas had the 96th strength of schedule in the country, they either never would have lost a game or they would have lost a game against probably still a quad one team. And Houston, having a near 100th ranked schedule in college basketball, they still had three losses, and it's impressive. 31-3 and three is always impressive, and I'm not trying to put them in the same category as a team like Charleston, who was 31-3, and three, and they're a 12 seed. Like, still the American is a respectable conference. But if we're adding up quad win, quad two, or quad one, quad two, quad three, then just get rid of it as a whole because the penalties that Kansas had was, A, the committee took into account Bill Self's status, whether he'd coach or not. It's not about the future. It's about what you did in the regular season. And Kansas is sitting there and going, man, we were 27-7, and 17 quad one wins, number one strength of schedule, won the conference, won the Big 12. Yes, of our seven losses, five of them were technically blowouts, but you lost to Texas twice. Oh, they're a two seed. You lost to Kansas State. Oh, they're a three seed. You lost to Iowa State and TCU. Oh, they're six seeds. You lost to Tennessee. They're a four seed. Uh, I just look at it and I go, there's no way that there should have been any scenario in which Houston was the number one overall seed in the Midwest, the second overall seed, especially after losing in the conference championship. And it wasn't that particularly close against Memphis either. Memphis kind of controlled that game from start to finish. There was a couple of runs that Houston had, but then Chris Reynolds had the audacity to go, well, we can't really take that into account because Sasser was injured. 
Well, Kevin McCuller was injured for Kansas against Texas. Yeah. Now, it was still much more of a blowout loss, and I think that is a stain on Kansas' record to lose by 20 to Texas. I don't I don't care about that. You either win or you lose. And that, I mean, that is, I think, what it kind of was in the past, right? If you just lost yeah. the game, it was a loss. It was not margin of defeat. Nope. And so nope. Houston not only gets the one seed in the Midwest, here's the other painful thing for Kansas. That 8-9 matchup is Iowa or Auburn. Those are two of the weakest 8-9 seeds in the tournament. Houston doesn't get a Big 12 team as a 9. And Kansas, on the flip side, gets Arkansas, who is preseason number 10, or Illinois. And Brad Underwood's teams can always be a tough out in the Big 10. So Kansas got that problem. Then in the West region, here's what I want to add in here. That's going to be in Vegas, where the Las Vegas Knights play hockey. Uh, their two-seed is UCLA, uh, right next door to Las Vegas. Their three-seed mm-hmm. is Gonzaga, West Coast, really close to Las Vegas. Their four-seed, UConn was the fourth team in the Ken Palm ratings. They are the fourth best team in the country per Ken Palm. They're the damn four seed in the West region. And the five seed, St. Mary's, uh, where are they located? California, right next door to Las Vegas. So of your two, three, and five seeds, all of them are right next door to Vegas if they do get to the Sweet 16 to lead eight rounds. And Kansas is having to traveling instead of 40 minutes down the road all the way out to Vegas, and they're penalized for being the team that won the best conference in college basketball and set an NCAA record for quad one wins. And the team they lost to in the conference championship had the second most quad wins in college basketball at 14. So Houston, man, I mean, I still think Houston's a damn good team, but none of those fans can sit back today and say they weren't an absolute uh, benefiting team of their region yesterday. I know Houston is is not particularly close to Kansas City, but how that whole bracket breaks down. I mean, uh, Houston really got a favor there getting the Midwest over Kansas, who now will have to travel all the way to Vegas if they do make it. But, hey, it's the NCAA tournament. You can only cry and complain for 15 minutes. After that, you got to beat who's in front of you. And if you're going to sit there and cry and pout and moan like it seems like I'm doing for the last 10 minutes or so. Well, no, no. I set you up, and I yep. agreed with you. I knew, I told you I agreed with you, man. I could not see a scenario, even last week when we talked on the show, mm-hmm. that KU wouldn't be the number one overall seed, and yet the committee baffles us yet again, like they do almost every year in some capacity. And it's not it's not even about snubs. I'm not, yeah. I'm not concerned about who didn't get in, but you got to get the seating at least somewhat right. And it's like we talk about all the time, Jack. You can't pick and choose, pick and choose these uh, analytics when you want to yeah. use them and when they're convenient for you. And you sure as hell can't look into the future into your crystal ball and seed people because you think somebody might be hurt or somebody might not be available. I can't believe that part. That part baffles my mind. Yeah, I mean, overall, when you look at, you know, where Kansas finished the year, and I think the the oddity with this Kansas team was that, you know, of their seven losses, I mean, five of them were blowouts, and they were still considered to be one of the best teams in the country. You know, Alabama wasn't blown out many times with the exception of losing to Oklahoma yeah, by 24 in the Big 12 SEC Challenge. But overall, man, it's a lot uh, similar. It's a lot uh, eerily similar. In fact, 2007, when Kansas was the one seed in the West region, their two seed was, of course, UCLA and Russell Westbrook. Those two teams met in the Elite Eight, and it was UCLA getting the benefiting factor because where was that game played? Los Angeles, California. And so UCLA is a two seed, gets to play right next to their campus, and Kansas has to travel all the way. Now, still, if UCLA and Kansas meet in the Elite Eight, you know, it's still a travel from uh, where would they, they be? And it's uh, just, I'll call it Southern California. I don't know. Is it that where the campus is actually located, right next to Beverly Hills? I know that. 
Uh, <laughs> so so UCLA is having to travel still a little bit to Vegas, but it's on their territory. It's on their side. It's nearing the West Coast. And, you know, Kansas is sitting there and going, we were primed to get that spot in Kansas City if we were to advance. At the same time, you look at last year, Shane, and you can't always act like Kansas got screwed out of it because last year – I think every Kansas fan would admit they had the weakest region. They had the quote-unquote East region of this year where their two-seed was Auburn, who was a very overrated two-seed. You know, Providence was their five-seed. Iowa was their four-seed, and they got bounced by – or they were the five-seed, and Providence was the four, something like that, and Iowa was bounced in the first round, and, you know, Auburn's bounced in the second round. And and so they got to play Providence and then a 10-seed in Miami in the Elite Eight. This year, it's a lot more difficult. I think the only – no argument you can have, though, is just where those games are going to be played. As for the whole bracket breakdown, I mean, UCLA, they lost a starter last week, and they may be down another starter, so you have a weakened two-seed a little bit there. Gonzaga, we always call Gonzaga fraudulent. They're a three-seed there, and maybe you feel good about them being your three-seed instead of a team like, let's say, Xavier, or a three-seed like a Kansas State, or a three-seed like a Baylor out of the Big 12. So, of your entire bracket, there's still favorable matchups for you in there, like there are in every single bracket. I think more so the argument is going to always be, man, how the hell does Houston, after losing a quad three game and losing their conference tournament championship game, get to have that pass in the Midwest and Kansas has to be shipped out to Vegas? In other news, sticking with basketball, though, Wichita State, the women's team has received an at-large bid to the 2023 WNIT um, we're keeping our eyes on locale and opponent, but um, Keitha Adams and her bunch going to the WNIT, also going out of the American to the WNIT, SMU at 16 and 12, Tulane at 18 and 13, also getting a, an at-large bid to the WNIT, and Memphis got the uh, AQ. Uh, to the, go to the WNIT. So congratulations to Shocker women's basketball team going to the postseason. All right, it uh, may be March, but we're still celebrating the Chiefs' Super Bowl win, and you can too with FOCO. FOCO is a premier manufacturer of officially licensed sports and novelty products featuring exclusive bobbleheads, apparel, collectibles, and much more. They always have a great selection with the Chiefs during the regular season, but they have a special Super Bowl collection to celebrate the big win. Go to www.foco.com slash ESPN Wichita and check out the impressive collection now before they're all gone. That's foco.com slash ESPN Wichita. Find your fandom with Foco. When we come back, we'll hear from Norm Roberts and Jerome Tang. They spoke to the media yesterday, last night. We'll hear from them as the NCAA tournament talk continues on the Shane Dennis Show. It's 119. The Shane Dennis Show will be right back on ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM. What do people with blindness or low vision need to live to the fullest? Just ask them. It's skill development, scientific breakthroughs, knowledge-based jobs, and the same opportunities as everyone else. When you give to Envision, whether it be your time, donations, or your engagement, you make it all possible. That's because at Envision, they don't focus on the disability. They value the ability. They choose not to envision a world without sight, but to envision a world where people who are blind or visually impaired are empowered to reach their full potential. Learn more at EnvisionUS.com. When it comes to making plans for next year, it's time to think new for 22. 
Take advantage of the season's best pricing on model year 2022 Case IH equipment from Canequip. Choose from Case IH Cedars, tillage tools, and more. Plus five years of an AFS Connect subscription with purchase on select equipment. Visit Canequip in Wichita and Hutchinson, your Case IH Red Zone sponsor. Canequip, Canequip, you. Hi, this is Brian Davis with Davis Liquor Outlet. And this is Blake Davis with a great deal on Michelob Ultra 24 packs, just $24.99. And don't forget about Jack Daniels Black 1.75 liters, only $42.99. Davis Liquor Outlet, each store independently owned and operated. Excludes 31st Meridian. Did you know you could be driving in a pile of cash, like right now? Bumper makes it easy to know what your car is worth. The used car market is hot right now. Bumper.com can be your opportunity to make some bank. Bumper.com lets you know what your car is worth based on your car's specific details. So whether you're selling or just want to know, Bumper makes it easy. Know what your car is worth. Just go to Bumper.com. For buying and beyond, Bumper.com. Bumper reports are based upon data available. Bumper may not have the complete historical records of every vehicle. Paid for by Bar Justice. Attention. Have you or a loved one been diagnosed with cancer after using Zantac or other heartburn medications for several months? The FDA has warned that Zantac and other medications containing heartburn drug, ranitidine, may be contaminated with cancer-causing agent NDMA. Zantac may be linked to these cancers, bladder, colorectal, esophageal, intestinal, kidney, liver, ovarian, pancreatic, stomach, testicular, and uterine. If you or a loved one have been diagnosed with cancer after using Zantac or other heartburn medications for several months, call now. 800-516-9931. Never stop taking medication without first consulting a physician. Call right now for a free consultation. You may be owed significant compensation. Call 800-516-9931. 800-516-9931. That's 800-516-9931. 800-516-9931. Hey, Hoops fans, the place to take in March Madness is Dave & Buster's. So come join us for the Shane Dennis Show and the Pulse for Hoops all day long on their giant 40-foot screens. Also, while you're there, register for your chance to win a signed Ochai Abaji jersey and other cool stuff, too. It's going down on Thursday, March Madness, only at Dave & Buster's with ESPN Wichita, will be at 2644 North Greenwich Court, Dave and Busters. All right, it's, uh, what time is it? It's 123, episode 440. It's been jam-packed. Didn't even get to the uh, Orlando Brown Jr. news. That apparently the Chiefs are moving on from him. That they're signing somebody that used to play for the Jags. Um, Kenny Poto is rumored to be in the transfer portal already. All that stuff happening as we're talking about the field of 68. The next Shocker men's basketball coach. Shocker women going to the WNIT. Lots and lots of stuff going on. But we've got all, all week to uh, sort that stuff out. Uh, we appreciate you listening, and we encourage you to do so all week long because we got so much stuff on the docket, um, especially when it comes to March Madness coming up this weekend. So stay close to the channel, and we'll keep you up to date on all the pertinent information, all the stuff you need to know. Speaking of the stuff you need to know, uh, Bill Self 
apparently on the road to recovery, uh, discharged from the medical center that he was in over the weekend. So that is good news. Also, we'll hear from, uh, here in just a little bit, Norm Roberts, the, I don't know, assistant coach. I don't think interim coach is probably uh, uh, pertinent here, especially since Bill's still around and uh, rumored to be rejoining the team at some point in the very near future. And Jerome Tang, he spoke uh, after K-State, it was announced, got uh, got a three seed in Jerome Tang's first year. And, of course, KU is a one seed, but not the number one overall seed, as uh, as we revealed just a little bit ago. But first, we'll hear from Norm Roberts uh, about KU's one seed. He spoke to the media after it was uh, the big reveal on CBS last night. So the uh, stand-in coach met with the media, and here's how that sounded. Norm, first reaction, uh, yours, and then and then what you saw from the team when you guys were watching it together, too. Oh, excited. You know, it's always an exciting time of the year. Um, uh, our guys were really happy being the number one seed. That's an unbelievable accomplishment. Uh, coach talked to our guys earlier today and said, if that happens for us, that means that you're one of the teams that have a chance to cut down nets, and, and that's such a great accomplishment from what they did. And, and he was how proud he was of them and, and what we've accomplished. But this is a new season. We got three seasons. You got non-conference season. You got conference season. Then you got postseason. And uh, it's one and done time. And you got to lock in. Everybody's got to give five to ten percent more in their focus, their energy, and and just understanding what we need to do to win. KJ used the word shocked that that you didn't get the two and and go to the Midwest and go to Kansas City potentially. What do you make of that, where you guys fell and going out west, if, if it ends up happening that way? Well, well, I don't know if you say fell. You're one. You're still a one seed. You didn't fall. But, you know, obviously we would have liked to have played uh, in Kansas City if that was the opportunity. But, you know, we're a long way from that. You know, we're going to Des Moines, which we knew we probably would go to Des Moines. And it's a two, it's a two-game tournament. That's what it is. And so if you don't win a two-game tournament, even if we were in the Midwest, you wouldn't be going to Kansas City. You'd be coming home. So we've got to focus on the games at hand. First game is Howard, obviously. And then, the, the, you know, if we're fortunate enough to win, then to play the winner of uh, Illinois and Arkansas. You mentioned Illinois and Arkansas. How do you feel about the strength of this region just in general? You, you knew the region's very strong, very strong. We, you knew you were going to play a good, really good team in the 8-9 game, just the way it was setting up throughout the year because there's so many good teams in the country. So we knew we were going to have a battle there no matter what. Every, every one seed is going to have a battle. So, you know, we just got to come focused, ready to play. Both teams are very good. Um, but Howard's a very good team too. We need to put all our focus on Howard. Kevin, and how is he doing as he recovers? Uh, Kevin's doing good. He's feeling a lot better. I think, uh, you know, not playing yesterday helped. He'll get some more rest uh, uh, today and then hopefully be able to do something maybe tomorrow or Tuesday. You mentioned Bill. How excited are you to, to get him back? With oh, he, he talked to the guys earlier today, and, and they were so excited to hear his voice. And, you know, he was he was uh, talking and, and getting after it like he normally does and says, guys, I'm back. I'm ready to go. And look forward to, to coaching you guys and, you know, and then just talked about the things that we need to do to be successful. When do you, when do you expect Coach to be back in the office and back at practice? I think he'll be back tomorrow. 
tomorrow. Were you thrilled that he got out today? Oh, yeah, of course. It's it, it's awesome. You know, you know when you don't have your your leader or you know the head of the snake or, or whatever you want to call it when you don't have him, everybody misses him, and you know he's he's a huge impact not only for our basketball team but for our university. So we're glad. Do you expect he'll hop on the bus with you guys and all that? We we haven't talked about how he's going to travel yet, but whatever we'll do, we'll make sure he travels the best way he can. You know. Do you think the committee? thought about him possibly missing the tournament when they put Houston ahead of you? I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know the reasoning behind it. But, you know, you're going to play a tough haul no matter what region you're in. So you just got to deal with it and fight through. You're about to play Howard. I know you guys stay up all night and all that. Will Coach start preparing too tonight? He's getting stuff right now as we speak. So. Wow. So give us an example. Will you be up all night? Finding stuff for uh, we'll we'll probably be here to about eleven or so just just watching games and tape and try to watch as much as you can to get familiar and each coach will take a different team uh, so that we're preparing for this game the next game if we're fortunate enough to win. Norm, are there any advantages to, to I mean if you'd won yesterday you might have been the one overall. Are there any advantages to avoiding that and, and maybe the extra pressure that comes with one overall? No, are we. <clears throat> when you're at Kansas, um, there's pressure every single time you play. You know, a lot of times people say to us, well, how's the atmosphere at this school or that school? And we'll say it's great because it's sold out and they want to beat us. And so we know that going in. You know that when you come to school here. So there's always pressure to win. And in the NCAA tournament, pressure's on everybody. It's on everybody. And and you're also playing champions. Everybody's playing a team that's a champion. So you got to be ready to play and focus. All right, KU number one in the West. That was Norm Roberts talking about uh, a myriad of things, including Bill Self coming back. That's taking the high road right there, by the way. Um, some of the questions that he was asked uh, about being the number one versus the number one overall seat. All right, uh, number three in the East is K-State in a region where Purdue is the one, Marquette, the red-hot Marquette suddenly, number two, and Tennessee is the four seed. Um, that's the East, the New York region. Jerome Tang, uh, approached the media last night as well. Here's how that went to K-State first year head coach. What's this mean, coach? Wow, this is terrific. I mean, uh, in light of like what's happening in other places right now, um, you know, a good friend of mine, Isaac Brown goes to one NCAA tournament in three years and he loses his job. Josh Pasner goes to one in seven, um, at Georgia Tech and he loses his job. I just told our administration, our staff, that we can't um, like can't ever get tired of or take this for granted because it's hard to do. It's really, really hard to do. And um, so it's a blessing. We are very thankful to God for this opportunity. I know that it is because of him that I'm sitting here. We have the team that we have and um, we've had the type of season that we've had uh, we got crazy faith on our shirts because it took crazy what people some people called crazy and other people called faith we call crazy faith and uh, just just very very thankful you were talking before coach about out the mud yeah. how does that apply to this season well i think uh all the guys on our team are guys who have had to overcome some things in their lives and they ne- weren't necessarily um 
always the guys that everybody expected to be successful. I mean, if you listen to each of their stories, um, although they had successes in their life, they had to overcome things to have those success. And uh, like myself, you know, I didn't, my dad wasn't a basketball coach. My mom didn't play sports. I don't have an administrator in my family. You know, um, you know I had to, had to work for everything. I was extremely blessed by God to be in the situations I was put in, but um, had to work really hard at it. And so, you know, this is just another um just another example of God's faithfulness uh, to our hard work. What's been the most gratifying part of the season so far? Um, I mean, you see these smiles on the faces and, you know, just uh, knowing. Um, Keith and I went to lunch in the summertime, and I just remember telling him that I would do everything I possibly could to put a team around him that had given him a chance to play in the NCAA tournament because I felt like he and Ish deserved that. And I remember him telling me it doesn't matter if we get seven or 13 that, um, you know, he's got this Kimba Walker thing about him. Like, I'm going to take whoever around me and we're going to go do this thing. And so that that's really gratifying. You know, when you recruit guys, you tell them that, uh, you know, these are some things we want to accomplish and, uh, we think we can do this with you. And these guys believed us and came, and then you see it come to pass. Um, it's always nice when uh, you can, you know, live up to your word uh, to the young men that you, you bring into your program. Senior, can they kind of come across as green? Does that almost make you just want to go back to work even more because you know it's coming up? No. Um, really, I, I've... Like I told everybody that we're going to take some time when I get through doing this stuff and we're going to go back to my house together and we're going to take an hour or so and just celebrate this because I, it doesn't happen all the time and I felt like too many times in the past we have just rushed right into it and didn't appreciate it. And I want I want everybody in our program to, uh, to be thankful for this and to celebrate it and then we will get to work. Uh, but we're going to take some time to celebrate it and, I mean, you know, just Gene was telling Marco just now that, um, you know, he remembers in July when we still had five guys and he was walking around like, man, do these guys know what they're doing? You know, is it, you know, what is going on here? And so, um, yeah, it's, it's this, this whole accomplishment and what we've been able to do since, uh, what is it, March 22nd, um, you know, it deserves a pause for a little bit and a little celebration, a little, being thankful. Do you know anything at all about Montana State? I I actually uh, watched their championship game um, and I I know, I think I I don't want to be incorrect, but I believe like this is the first year coach there because the last guy was really successful and went to um, either Portland or Portland State, one of those. I know they have history of success um, if I'm correct, uh, they uh, they went into double overtime in their semifinals, and I remember seeing our, probably their best player was talking with the coach about the last play that they need to run, and um, you know it was on the same page, caught a lob back door. Um, so you know I, I know they're used to winning, and uh, they're excited to be in this tournament as we are, and um, 
no team in this tournament is not a good team. Everybody's played a tough schedule and had to accomplish a lot of things. And to win three games in three days in their league is really tough. And so um, that that that's that's what I know. I know we're about to play a really good team, and and it's going to be a lot of fun. What are you tripping to elevating the program this year? Man, my staff, you know, they all believed in um, what we wanted to accomplish and what we could accomplish. And on the days that someone in the group didn't believe, the other guys picked them up. And, um, you know, we just just constantly moved it forward. And But, you know, we, we came into this situation really feeling like um, this was a gold mine. You know, like this was a great place. And um, we if we if we treated it, like the place that it was and pursued the type of players that, you know, um, our fans have deserved to cheer for, that we could really accomplish, you know, special things. And um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's the, the whole staff and then, you know, then the players, their belief. What are your emotions like for you, first selection Sunday with K-State while their names are coming out? You know, when the names were coming out, I was, like, calculating in my head. But, like, before, like, around 4.30ish, I was in my office by myself. Um, No, I wasn't. I was in the bullpen. uh, And I was watching the end of the Purdue game and just thinking that, man, our name is going to be called. I know this. And just, it was really surreal. Like, I wasn't high. I wasn't low. It was just kind of numbing and just very, very thankful i was just thanking god um for for giving me this opportunity all right ku and k-state going dancing and the madness starts in earnest this thursday and friday of course but after the first four and we'll have a little first four talk starting tomorrow in addition to jordan foot as he joins each and every tuesday he'll have some chiefs thoughts we do have some chiefs news uh that's come down the pike so we'll catch up with him on that and certainly plenty of March Madness talk all week long. There was Jerome Tang, head coach at K-State. Coming up next, I'm old Jack Young. It's 138. You're listening to The Shane Dennis Show on ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM. This is a special alert to all Americans who own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles with an auto warranty about to expire or with no warranty coverage at all. Due to a decline in the economy, CarShield is announcing a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that is now available to the public to save any driver out-of-pocket expenses on future auto repairs. Call now to find out how you can pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Yes, you heard that correctly. Pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. An open phone line has been established for all drivers to call for a free quick quote. Call 800-306-8158 now. Drivers who are covered will not have to pay for covered repairs again. This protection plan is at an all-time low. Additionally, drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Call us for your free quick quote today. 800-306-8158. That's 800-306-8158. What do you have to lose? Call 800-306-8158. Again, 800-306-8158. The 2023 Envision Golf 4 Vision Tournament will be held on Thursday, May 11th at Teradyne Country Club. Come join us and our friends and partners as we help raise money for Envision's programs and services that promote independence and create opportunity for people of all ages who are blind or visually impaired. 
To sign up or sponsor the event, contact us at 316-440-1532 or visit golfforvision.com. We hope to see you May 11th for a day of golfing for Envision. When it comes to making plans for next year, it's time to think new for 22. Take advantage of the season's best pricing on model year 2022 Case IH equipment from Canequip. Choose from Case IH Cedars, Tillage Tools, and more. Plus five years of an AFS Connect subscription with purchase on select equipment. Visit Canequip in Wichita and Hutchinson, your Case IH Red Zone sponsor. Canequip, Canequip, you. We all know the saying, happy wife, happy life, and good night's sleep will definitely keep the wife happy. That's why you should try Derby Mattress. Their heavy-duty mattress made by Sutherland holds up to 1,100 pounds from a company that's been around for well over 100 years. Also, there's a latex mattress that you can buy now and not have to replace for decades. thing I love about Derby Mattress, their everyday prices beat the sale prices of the big box stores. That's Derby Mattress, 105 South Baltimore and Derby, or online at derbymattress.com. Three pointer. Good! Marquise, are you nuts? ESPN Wichita is your home for the Kansas State Wildcats. If you bleed purple, this is your station, the home of the Kansas State Wildcats. Wichita's all sports leader, ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM. Kansas State basketball is presented by Toppers Plus. Make your truck work for you. By the Sean L. Chapman Agency. And by You Build It, where your home's in your hands. Jack. <laughs> I'll give you one guess. <laughs> Pat's here. What's Jack trying to say here? I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to be able to come up with this one. Um, I do know the song. You've had it one other time, I think. I have? I think. Because um, I remember seeing this person's name before. I don't know which song it was, though. Jack, does uh, this person go by an initial? Either not. first name or last? Okay. A four-letter name is what he goes by. He also was featured in a song by Lonely Island. Yep. Oh. I'm pretty sure their most that, was, song. that wasn't the song that, that you played, but I have played you, it before now. When you played... The song, I was like, yep. So, only one name and it's four letters? Yep. That's it? Mm-hmm. Ooh. He's got a lot of good hits. Smack that. 
Well, think back to the original gangsta days of this person. Is this guy still alive? He is. Okay, I didn't know what he He's not that popular anymore. Yeah, what is he doing nowadays? Still playing? Still making millions off these songs. Not T Pain. Uh, it's too many letters. Drake's too many letters. <laughs> you think of this as Drake is two chains. Two chains is too many letters. Plus, he doesn't do anything on his own. He just is He's just a feature guy. Who's the one you always guess? Is it Kanye or Kendrick Lamar? Kendrick Lamar is the one he always. <laughs> no, always I don't. Guess. I never guess him. Yes, you do. Do I? Yes. Dr. Dre, too many letters. Snoop, too many letters. <laughs> Neither of those two would ever sing a song like this. <laughs> I know. He's <laughs> trying to be funny. It's not Usher. stalling. It's not Usher. Is it 155 yet? That's too many letters. Too. Where's the ACD music? ACDC, where you at? There you go. Here's your four. ACDC. <laughs> not them. <laughs> New genre for them. Pat, who is it? Akon. Oh, man. With a K, right? Yes, sir. A K O N. Akon. He had the song I Just Had Sex with Lonely Island. Yep. <laughs> yep. So I want to make love and I just had sex. Uh, Two of his yeah. biggest tunes. Yeah, different well, terminologies for both, but same well, meaning. Well, you got to stick to what you know there, Akon. Uh, good for you. <laughs> good for you. Congrats on the sex. Yeah. <laughs> and all the sex. <laughs> all right. It's uh, March 13th. To start with, Jack, this is going to be kind of tricky. This is not the best of birthday day. So good luck and Godspeed. All righty. Uh, turning 36 today, I'll accept two answers. No, I won't. Forget it. I only accept one answer. Turning 36 today, Marco Andretti. Not the big four. He's related to a wildly popular guy. He's a grandson of a unbelievably worldwide known person. His kid's name's Marco Andretti. Where's he born? He was born in Nazareth, Pennsylvania. Oh, my God. You're hoping for his you're gr- hoping for but his, gra- but his grandfather was born in Italy, and his name's Mario Andretti. What is Italy? No, no, he's not here. He's not here. Dang. Can't be saved this time. You're um, SOL, then. Italy. I'll go stupid ass guess with tennis. <laughs> Race car driver. Mario Andretti is an open wheels uh, Indy 500 fame. You said he was related to someone? He's his grandson. Oh, okay. Yeah, Marco is his grandson. Nicole Oldie is 41. Nicole Oldie. Big four? Oh, my gosh. Jack. Um, She's a female, but yeah. I should text her right now, going that you do not know who this person is. Nicole Oldie? Not really. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay, so it's a. Yeah. <laughs> it's a female. She's 41 years old. She's born in Clay Center, Kansas. I'm also going to text. Of it's gonna be a this isn't her, her husband, too. 
Oh, what's that? her husband, too, that you don't know? Or basketball? Jack. Yes. Former K-State great. Nicole. Legend. Yes. Legend. And co-head coach at Newman University right now. Drew Johnson was on the show a couple weeks ago. Friend of the show. All right, just make me feel like more of an ass. You got it. You guessed it right. So uh, you're back in the circle of trust. You're back in the trust tree. Yeah, I'm one for one. That's all that matters. Karat? No, you're not. You're one for you two. Marco one for one on that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, Karan Butler, 43. There you go. Basketball. He's be back now. It's there back, you go. It's back in the saddle. Two-time all Wiz? Yep. Wizard? Yep. Maverick? Tough shot. Shot stick in NBA 2K. Karan Butler. Born in Racine, Wisconsin. <laughs> Johan Santana, 44. Twin grade. Correct. No hitter. 2012. You okay over there? Yeah, I just want to. Uh, Someone blowing you up? Make it official. No, uh, Weston on the email. Wichita State going to the WNIT playing at Kansas State Thursday at 6. Make it official. Officially official. Dan Wilkinson is 50. Now that rings a bell. Nickname if you need it. It uh, should ring a bell. I'll go football. Yes. Former former 1-1. Help. Defensive tackle is Cincinnati Bengals. Drafted one overall. That ring a bell. Either one of you two guys. 1994. Big Daddy, Dan Wilkinson. I was trying to remember his nickname. Yeah, that's what I was going to give Jack if he needed it, but he nailed it. Trent Dilfer, 51. He did not go 1-1. Quarterback. Correct. Former, what was he drafted? Former Buccaneer, Greg. Trent Dilfer? When was he drafted? Went to Fresno State, I know that. Was he drafted? Yeah. yeah. Buccaneers wasted a pick on him, yeah. <laughs> First, first round, pick six. There you same go. 1994 draft. Same draft. Same draft as Big Daddy? Yeah. Well, there you go. Same draft as Big Daddy. Curtis Conway, 52. Football. Yes. Former wide receiver for the Bears and the Chargers. Speaking of the Bears. Yeah, I know. Didn't even get to that. That's how crazy this weekend was. I know. Because, yeah, I don't think I'm going to have a chance to get to that. I wanted to talk about that. I really did. And still may. Well, we will eventually because the draft is yeah. a month away. Well, see, still. what they're doing is they're they're reenacting the plot of drafting. They are. That's what they're doing. Yeah. Jack's favorite movie. Bombing. They're going to they're gonna draft Devontae Mack no matter what. In a a. What was it? A linebacker, one overall that was projected to go like mid first round, like like sixteenth. Maybe then you yeah. bully a grown ass man into giving you back your picks to draft a <laughs> running exactly back, a, grown, a running exactly back, a grown ass man, Jack. He was kind of a what sniveling, a stupid little ass punk. movie. It makes me mad so many times. <laughs> God, a what a dumb movie! <laughs> I watch it every time. Uh, someone, someone, someone revealed to me that they watch it every year before the draft. Can't remember who it was that told me about that, but I did chuckle because I was like, "Oh man, I can't wait to tell Jack that." Well, you got a month for that person to catch up with you and tell him that, "Hey, draft day is on." I'll text you. I don't I'll know if I hate you know that or rookie of the year more. Oh, now don't make me uh, get on Pat's side here. <laughs> Come on, 
They're so bad. The only thing good about draft day is Kevin Costner. Thank you. Maybe Dennis Leary, too. What about... What do you mean? Dennis Leary's the dummy that wanted the damn running back. Yeah, he's a good actor. He ends up get, getting him. He wanted the damn running back. Yeah, got Ray Jennings. If there's one guy you want to blame, it's him. The second best part about that movie was Arian Foster. Yep. Play, yeah, playing that's right. Ray, Ray Jennings. How much did he got paid for that? Anything? Uh, I, I bet he did it for a couple grand. Just to be, He was only in it for two minutes. How many franchises did they show, by the way? Um, that movie. It's a good question. Seattle, Kansas City, Jacksonville, Denver, Cleveland. Jacksonville, Cleveland. Anybody else Obviously. get the mix? Obviously. Did I say that? So there's at least five. Good chunk. Oh, they called the head coach of Wisconsin, That's Sam right. Elliott. <laughs> Tell me how many guys showed up to Bo's birthday party, as if yeah. that's ever been asked in the history of <laughs> NFL boardrooms. Hey, that is going for a deep dive, all right? That's doing your due diligence, That's man. right. That's yeah. right. You that's leave no stone unturned when you have the number one overall pick. And Kevin Costner. How many, people did, how many people went to your birthday party? Your 21st birthday Yeah, party. Maybe, maybe we need to ask that question. How should I remember? 85 guys. I mean, not that many. Didn't think but if, so. But you know what? I would lie, and I'd tell people around me to lie that they were there. You, you're telling me, hands. by the way, sorry to go on a tangent here. You're telling me the quarterback <laughs> of a Division One college football team had nobody <laughs> show up to his birthday party? You could be the most hated guy on campus. You still have 200 people there because you know why? You're popular, and people want to be with popular. Stupid well, movie, stupid questions. He did it. He did it. Bo, he didn't be like Bo Callahan. He didn't take that $100 bill and send it back and say, save this for when I win the uh, Super, Super Bowl championship. Like Brian Bleeping uh, Drew. How many people do you think went to Ryan Leaf's 21st birthday party? Probably a lot. <laughs> Knock it off. <laughs> Talk to me. Knock it off. Will Clark, 49. Former Giant. No, 59. Former Giant. Yes. Vance Johnson, 60. I almost went with Vance Joseph there. <laughs> Having the, the first time, time of his that. life. Uh, well, I don't know if I know Vance Johnson. Throw a, a shot in the dark here and go basketball. Nope. Good. Football. Yep. Ugh. I think he was part of the, the three amigos with the Broncos. Ricky Natil, him, and somebody else. Might be on something. Yeah, because they had the three amigos with the Broncos, and they had the fun bunch with the Redskins. That was Gary Clark. Mark Jackson. Mark Jackson. Thank you. Is that uh, it? But, uh, no, there's one more. I like this guy. This is a tough one, though. Born on this day, now dead. Doug Harvey. Big four? Yeah. Football? No. Guy with the Harvey Bars? No. In a league of, your, a league of their own? <laughs> no. Former umpire. Checked out in 2018. Oh, let's end on a winner, Jack. Born on this day, now dead. John Home Run Baker. <laughs> Is it a trick question? <laughs> it's not. <laughs> Baseball. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I thought you were going to throw me for a loop. Nope. Like golf. Nope. No, he won the World Series. He was a home run leader in 1911 through 1914. 
for the Philadelphia A's. All right, that's that for that. Coming up tomorrow, Jordan Foot. Some more uh, tournament talk. Don't forget to sign up for the Bucket Challenge at ESPNWichita.com. For Jack, I'm Shane. Thanks for listening. Stick around. Pulse is next. Sports Leader, ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM, KKGQ, Newton. The brackets are out, and now it's time to play the ESPN Wichita Bracket Challenge. Go to ESPNWichita.com and click on Bracket Challenge to get signed up today. Put your knowledge to the test and compete against your favorite ESPN Wichita personalities. Head to ESPNWichita.com and click on Bracket Challenge. Then pick your teams and sit back and enjoy the madness. Brought to you by Dave and Buster's and Chance Transmissions. Tis the season for grilling, and Kingsford Signature Flavors makes holiday grilling more special by making everything taste more delicious. Made with 100% real spices, Kingsford Signature Flavors come in multiple forms and can be used on any charcoal or pellet grill. So try basil, sage, and thyme for your Thanksgiving turkey and cumin chili for your Christmas prime rib. Kingsford Signature Flavors, flavor you can see, smell, and taste. Find at homedepot.com. According to a new national survey, most people prefer to stay in their homes as they age. In order to do so, and as their health care needs change, many will need at-home health care options to keep them healthy and keep them at home. Yet most adults age 50 and older have not considered the type of care they may need that would enable them to age at home. Now is the time to research the care you want while you're in good health. First, research the home care options available in your community. There may be government programs that can help, including PACE and LIFE, state-based Medicare programs. Talk to your family about your wishes and where you'd like to receive care. Keep talking with your doctor about your health and consider the finances of long-term care and the assistance programs available. Keeping seniors at home is a win-win for patients, doctors, and health care facilities. Receiving care